I have to do the whole intro over again. I had the sounds done. All righty. Welcome to Toxic Airwaves. Good to have you on, Skeet. You have to have your mic. All right. Thanks for hosting. Sweet. Okay. I think we're good. That's okay. We're going to have some hiccups tonight. If you want to call in, uh, join the Discord server. You can check it out on toxicairwaves.show. Uh, got some instructions for you. Hopefully, we'll get some calls. We'll be taking calls uh, throughout the show. Um, yeah. So, got some sponsors for us. Yeah, we uh, came up with this show in under a week and managed to land some really, really great sponsors. Uh, the first one is called BitClout Jesus Consulting Services. They are a uh, market leader in what they call philosophical consulting services and are, oh, sorry, I messed up the mic. Um, and anyway, they, I lost my place. Um, BitCloud BitCloud Jesus Consulting yeah. Services. And so what they do is they are going to help you develop really complicated and meaningless pitches, investor relations, all that kind of stuff. They're, they're here to help you out with that. So if you're trying to... Uh, really scam a whole bunch of people and dump on retail, definitely check out BitClout Jesus Consulting Services. And uh, if you want to help out the show, use our promo code, uh, BreedLoveGotWrecked. Nice. Why would somebody want to use that service instead of some nifty DeFi platforms? Uh, well, really the two kind of go hand in hand. Because if you're trying to set up a new DeFi platform, you're trying to get people in and really kind of obfuscate the facts and get people to um, to buy in without doing much critical thinking. That's that's an area where BitCloud Jesus can really come in and, and, and make a difference and provide a lot of value. Makes sense. Facts are just so inconvenient when it's it comes true. to shitcoin. Like, man, why why would somebody use BitCloud Jesus instead of like Real Vision? Um. You know, again, there's there's going to be a lot of overlap. Um, the Venn diagram is not quite a circle, but it's close, and uh, it's a lot of people that would that really like the real vision content, like to get their information from there. I think BitCloud Jesus Consulting could be a good way to to take things to the next level and really enact a lot of the great information that you get from Real Vision, which uh, I think would be valuable to a lot of people with uh, mountains of VC money and no principles, which nice. is kind of their target market. Nice. Perfect. Sounds like a great service. I, for, yeah, I was about to say I endorse it, but I definitely don't. But. <laughs> cool. On to the next one. All right. And then uh, we got, we were managed to line up a local sponsor too, which was pretty awesome. Um, right off the campus of the University of Arizona is a fun little bar called Dirt Bags. Uh, shout out to all the other Dirt Bags and everybody who knows what that means. And uh, they are, um, and I just found out this recently, but they are um, easily the best place in Southern Arizona to meet your future ex-wife. Um, it's frequented by a lot of the Greek community. Um, it's a really great place to hang out with a bunch of woke 21-year-olds who, uh, you know, you want to hear about systemic racism. You want to hear about, you know, what's wrong with the world from people who have no ability or understanding about anything. Uh, it's a really wonderful place. Definitely go go check it out. They uh, were kind enough to sponsor us with a beer a week. So it's a great very, deal. Very thankful for that uh, highly paid promotion. Yeah. Man, we really need 20-something-year-olds running the country. It's true. They have the – it's the only way to get through the issues that we're, we're seeing today. 
they're the future. Um, make great decisions. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Know everything. Yeah, especially the ones holding Doge right now. Exactly. To the moon. Cool. So we have a shitcoin to outline tonight. Um, really, really excited about this one. Heard a lot about it on Twitter recently. Max Kaiser um, might have offended some people talking about it, which was good. It is called ICP, which is not associated with the Juggalos, um, though that was the first thing that I thought. And the project's called the Internet Computer. So what are your thoughts on the Internet Computer, Steve? So I actually planned to buy some until I found out there was no association with Insane Clown Posse. Mm. And that's kind of a deal breaker for me. I Makes really, sense. really only invest in shit coins that are related to uh, terrible, what are they, 90s? I think they were 90s, something like that. Um, but Maybe yeah, early 2000s. Yeah, but I, I did look into it a little bit. So their whole world is they want to decentralize the cloud, AWS competitor of sorts, something like that, as far as I could tell. Hmm. And it's it's another classic example of why do you need a blockchain? Why do you need a token? And on top of that, your idea sucks. Yeah. And so I, you know, usually before I research these things, I tend to have some sympathy for the people that got rug pulled. And then I looked into this one and um, it's kind of one of those things where anybody that got taken by this one um, probably would have gone to Scientology next anyway. So not terribly concerned. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty amazing. So it launched in May. It went from a price of a few hundred bucks. I have dark mode on. It doesn't work well. Okay. It had a high of like 430 bucks, and today it is trading at about 40 um, so that's a pretty, pretty impressive decline. Pretty steep discount. Yeah. Yeah. That's worse than a IPO. Um, worse than the Uber IPO, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty impressive. And, uh, our good friend, Ral Pal was, uh, hyping it up, <laughs> I guess. Who, who incidentally also is, a an endorser of uh, BitCloud Jesus consulting services. Oh, wow. He and I saw that, uh, you know, when the, the CEO, released his um, kind of magnum opus of sorts this past week. Um, two really big supporters of that were uh, Voorhees and then uh, Raul Paul. So very, very good company to be keeping there for sure. I didn't realize that Voorhees was a supporter. Yeah, he um, thought it was a, I forget the exact wording, but something to the effect of it was a very well thought out and well written um, dismantling of toxic maximalism. Nice. Yeah, he, he's the expert. For sure. He knows. Yeah. yeah, somebody's been a great Bitcoin supporter from day one. So for sure. So we got a couple people in the Discord. Oh, do we? Very nice. Thank yeah. you guys. I'm gonna bring up AK47. Oh, I know who that is. Let's see. Unmute. Great username. Or AK47. Can you unmute? Mm. Let's see how this works. There might be a little bit of delay, so we'll see. Doesn't look like AK-47. Okay. We'll go on to our next caller. Let's go to Russ. Russ, you got anything for us? 
Okay. He's talking, but I can't hear him. Let me... All right, try again, Russ. Let's see if we can hear you. We could, yeah, we could hear you. We were talking about BitCloud Jesus, Rao Paul, and ICP token, internet computer. A little bit excited about it. Audio is coming through kind of rough on your end. Not sure. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. We'll get this figured out eventually. Um, First episode, technical difficulties. Yeah. I'm just glad that it's somewhat coming through. Still, still a little bit choppy. Uh, hold on. There we go. We're good. That sounds good. We got Why you. Oh, you muted yourself. Okay. Well, Russ will come back on eventually. Um, so, yeah, back to ICP token. So, I mean, it seems like it's just, you know, a more fancy replication of, like, EOS or, like, what yeah. Ethereum wanted to be. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's... I was, I was actually talking to some people about this earlier today uh, in the Dirtbags chat, but I, so initial, so my initial exposure to, you know, cryptocurrency, Ethereum, Bitcoin, Ethereum, all that was meeting a bunch of Ethereum people and very quickly realizing, oh, this is exactly the kind of person I've always hated working with. It's like the idea person who has all these abstract ideas about how the world should work and little to no connection to reality as far as actually doing anything in the real world, you know, that's worthwhile. And that I was, I kept thinking of that as I was learning about this new insane clown posse token. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the amazing thing to me about Ethereum is like, if you look at like the market for what they're trying to disrupt, it, it is relatively small compared to Bitcoins, uh, what the market they're trying to, we're trying to disrupt. I mean, the application market is just a fraction of like store of value that's out there of all the bonds and, and fiat currencies and all of that nonsense that's out there. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely phenomenal, you know, to hear these, you know, ETH people talk about, you know, their, their games that they're playing, their crypto kitties, their, um, 
I don't know, all sorts of stuff. And it, I think the core thing, like it really goes back to misunderstanding what, what are we doing here, which is that was, you know, I was never, and this isn't like 2020 hindsight or anything, like I was never a massive Breedlove fan. Um, you know, I liked Jordan Peterson. He, he kind of sold himself as the Bitcoin Jordan Peterson of sorts. So I, you know, paid attention to him. But it's like the big frustration was, for me at least, was we're doing one thing, which is ending human slavery. Like that's what is happening, you know, and the guy wrote a whole book about slavery, time is, you know, time theft, all that kind of stuff. And so it's like when people kind of get caught up in, you know, we're, you know, going to do this with smart contracts, that with smart contracts. And it's like, okay, you know, do, do fun little science experiments. But at the end of the day, like this is about, in my opinion, is about ending the state and ending human slavery. And it's like, and everything else is just kind of a little side detail as far as I'm concerned. And it's like the people that, you know, try to get rich through shit coining or being shit coin adjacent or whatever. It's like, you're staring at the greatest opportunity that humanity has to, to do all these wonderful things, to end human slavery, to end all this stuff. And, you know, what are we, what are we doing? You trying to get a little bit of extra cash today. Oh, we got Joe Rogers in the chat. Hell Wait, yeah. do you have Joe Rogers in the chat? I mean, and Santos. Oh, Santos. Yeah. Yeah. It, I bet Joe Rogers has some commentary if he wants to call in. See in the discord chat. Uh, I saw him there. He's in the, okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of silly. I, but without the state, though, we wouldn't have roads and schools. That's another fantastic point that Mr. Raul Paul makes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't make that point. That's funny. Um, While living in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Which has roads. I yeah. assume. I haven't been there, but. Fiat king to crypto king. Yeah. He's the man. Mad respect for a guy. Goldman Sachs. Well, Rao got a little bit butthurt recently, which was kind of fun. So he said, I want to publicly thank Max Kaiser for amb or sorry, for abusing me on Twitter, flushing out all the toxic Bitcoiners, uh, in parentheses, new term. Allowed me to block a couple hundred to clean up my feed. Cheers, Max. Meanwhile, I love Bitcoin and all the, and love the digital asset space onwards. Um, so that's pr pretty fantastic response. Yeah, it, yeah, just the, I don't know, the general intellectual dishonesty that these people have as far as, you know, I'm exploring ideas. This is a free market. I thought this was a free market. I thought, you know, it's like, no, nobody's trying to get the state to come crack down on you. We just think you're a complete moron who's scamming people. And Taleb is pretty disgraced now, but I did like his phrase, if you know, if you see a fraud and don't say a fraud, then you're a fraud. And I 100% would endorse that. Wasn't he, Taleb, speaking at a BSV conference yeah. pretty recently? <laughs> and then somebody Photoshopped it and added Breedlove, which was pretty hilarious. Gosh. But yeah, no, but Taleb definitely did. Yeah. I'm I'm just amazed at how much material we're gonna have for this show. Just dunking on shitcoiners like it's unbelievable. Yeah. That and it'll and I think it mostly it'll be I don't know I just think it'll be a fun show, fun to shoot the shit, have a good time. Yeah, we'll work through some of these technical difficulties and get it up and running. Yeah, it's 
I, I was, I, I made sure to follow a bunch of shit coiners this week on Twitter, you know, which I've been successful at avoiding for quite a while. And, and it just blew my mind, you know, the, what I was looking at, just the insanity of all of it. It was, it was pretty silly. So kind of going back to like the thesis of like what we're trying to do with Bitcoin, you know, you're talking about ending the state and, and helping people out of slavery essentially um let's let's talk a little bit about why the shit coins don't aren't able to accomplish that relative you know even remotely yeah i mean the i think the most basic answer is the name of the game at the end of the day is state censorship if we're not resistant to state censorship then you know we're just sitting there with our dick in our hands and it's you know i mean that's like like something even something as huge as ethereum like think about what it would take to shut that down it would take Amazon changing their policy to say we no longer allow cryptocurrency on our platform. Period. Done. Everything hosted on AWS is gone. Um, it would take the Department of Justice coming up with some bullshit, or maybe not bullshit. I don't know, but like, I mean, anyway, coming up with some kind of charges that they can put a couple of key developers behind, a, you know, in a cage. Done. You know, the people that control the monetary policy, the people that lead the development of everything, um, and it's. You know, and so it just kind of exposed like how much of a farce the whole decentralization thing is. And that's what, like when I am talking to people, well, I try to avoid kind of talking to shit coiners unless they're at least somewhat receptive. But that's what I do try to make the point of it's like, you know, if we're talking about decentralization, there's one point that matters and that's resistance to the state. Like the whole, you know, a big part of the value proposition of Bitcoin is that the Chinese government and the US government can get together and say, we hate this, it's illegal, no one can use it, and just keeps chugging along, keeps putting out blocks. You know, there'd be some short-term pain, probably be some bad effects on the price. But, you know, in general, I think the people that really get the value proposition would would welcome, would almost, almost welcome, not quite welcome, almost, but like I think would almost welcome something like that because the outcome is, you know, the Bitcoin that's out there flows from people who, don't understand it to people who do understand it and people who you know understand what it what it can do long term yeah yeah i saw mike novogratz uh advocating for uh defi kyc the other day yeah. <laughs> i should have warned my kyc is the illicit activity sure yeah i'll wear it next week well i mean first of all it's not really defi if it's all on uh aws and then you know it's not t5 yeah. there's kyc yeah put chase bank in front of it you have to go through plaid to <laughs> yeah i mean that that i was almost at that point rolling on the floor dying <laughs> with laughter it was just yeah but but this is what icp is supposed to fix yeah yeah it uh well it's almost there it's uh they just need a couple of more developer i don't know what they need <laughs> they just need you to continue buying their their shit coin to fund their endeavors yeah when it's another i mean the, and then the other part of it is why do they need their own token like it's a classic example of that sorry i'm looking at the chat and it's hilarious he says he died for our grins <laughs> talking about bitcloud jesus <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs>
What the fuck? Because DeFi KYC, do you upload your docs to the blockchain? That's that. That'd be my best guess. Is uh, if you want your driver's license on Ethereum for all of time, you would you would have to go and probably yeah, it's done. But you'll have to go and talk to Mike Novogratz about what he's thinking because apparently he's the expert on DeFi KYC. But. I remember a couple of weeks ago, Mark Cuban got rug pulled and suddenly. First of all, he's been claiming to be a libertarian for years, which mm. is a pile of horseshit. Um, but he got rug pulled and then was suddenly talking about how much more regulation we need in the stablecoin space and all this stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if Mark Cuban starts uh, advocating for FDIC insurance on all of them. Well, he, was, he was such a massive shitcoiner last cycle. It's like we shouldn't be terribly surprised about this cycle. We got Joe Rogers. Joe Rogers. All right. Joe, you want to call in? Feel free to hop in at any time, Joe. Yeah. I mean, this stuff is so silly. Like, going back, like, Bitcoin is the, you know, you said this to me one time, Skeef, and I, I continue to, you know, share this as much as I can with people. Bitcoin's the most important freedom technology that we have today, like by far. Um, and, you know, ICP is just an extension of that. We need... <laughs> yeah. And that's the point. Like, we, like we've, we've gone to a couple Libertarian Party events here, and that's, I don't know, that's I, when I talk to people from that crowd, that's the point I try to make is that all of your, you know, your principles are wonderful. We total, you know, generally align on pretty much all of it, even if you are a gold bug. Um, but as far as the danger of central banking, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's, that, that's the point I try to make to them is that, you know, in 2021, all your principles are completely neutered without Bitcoin. Like if you don't have sovereign money that you can control and do what you want with, and that's protected from 100% protected inflation and, and everything like that, it's kind of pissing in the wind in my humble and always correct opinion yeah i mean these other projects don't even come close to achieving you know what bitcoin has it's really difficult to like create this decentralized network of people all over the world in the same way that bitcoin has and um you know you let's see let's go through the top 10 cryptos right now i hate that word it's such a bad word cryptos ethereum number two we all know that's not very decentralized, even though they claim it is. One core group of developers, it all runs. Like nobody can run a node. So we had, we had an ETH, ETH guy come to the Bitcoin meetup at Tucson the other day. And, uh, you know, he was just, his mind was just boggled when I was explaining to him how to run a Bitcoin node um, <laughs> and how easy it was. <laughs> yeah. Just blew, absolutely blew my mind. It was absolutely fantastic. Shout out to uh, Rolo McFlugel on Twitter, who has a really, really nice guide for running a Bitcoin core node. And it's, it's basically a blog post with screenshots that say, go to here, click next, 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 done. Like, wait three days and then you're done. Nice. And it's like the whole point of it is just like a sarcastic kind of thing, showing how easy it is to, to download and run it. Now, I would like to see, I, like, just out of curiosity, I'd like to see the guide to running an ETH node. I think, who was it? Was it Pierre? Somebody got together the specs, and it's like the smallest machine. Because, I mean, you need, 
don't know if it's petabytes or what of storage, but like basically the smallest machine that you could possibly run an ETH node on was like 40 or 50 grand or something like that. Cause you need like, probably like terabytes of memory. And don't you need to like have a certain amount of like the ETH token to run a node? Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like it's some ridiculously large amount. Okay, number three, Tether. That I've never used. I'm not. Oh, I've never used any of these. But no, I was I was fortunate to come into Bitcoin largely off of the Bitcoin standard, and so I went from you know kind of a sort of a typical finance bro approach to Bitcoin of Oh, I think this is a good investment. It'll probably do pretty well. I should have a little, you know, maybe I'll sell a little later if I want to buy a house or something like that. And then I get about 40% through the Bitcoin standard and realize, oh, no, this is all I should ever own, like period. Like, I don't even know if I want a car. And <laughs> I mean, I have a car, so I pussied out on that. But um, but yeah, I don't, like, I'm looking at the list on the screen now, realizing how little of it I'm familiar with. Well, there's only a couple that are, you know, still up in the top 20 that were in the top 20 in 2018 when I got in. And so, like, some familiar names, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin, XRP. Um, I don't think Cardano was in the top 20 back then, um, but that's been around for a while. Tether, of course. And there, wasn't it the Cardano founder that did five hours with Lex Friedman? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did a little bit. <laughs> He, he's like Charles Hoskinson. That's dad. his name. He's yeah. like Craig Wright 2.0. He, he was making me laugh because he said he doesn't understand like the use case of Bitcoin. Yeah. He's like, man, if you're saying that, you got to be the silliest person ever. Like, you don't, that means like you don't understand the use case of the best money known to man. Like, you don't understand the use case of the dollar, you know, which is a shit coin. Oh. But Winekiss. What's up, Winekiss? You get you get to watch our trial run, and we're having fun. I think honorable mention to epsilon theory. Yeah, that guy. Uh, that's Ben Hunt, right? Isn't that? I believe. I believe epsilon theory is Ben Hunt. He. Uh, I kept uh, every time he tweeted. I for a long time until he finally blocked me. I asked him to change his name to Mike. And he, as far as I know, never obliged. Oh, is that Clancy? We got Clancy on air. All right. Hey, Clancy, make fun of us or something. Yeah, I was having the issue. It's the first show, so I think they're having technical issues. Oh, we can hear you, Joe. Click the bottom to see it. Oh, he just 7.75 shout out. Yeah. Oh, full metal, too. Man, we got a whole crew in here. This oh, is man. awesome. Did we get Joe and Clancy back? Hello? Hey, what's up? Oh, just muted her. Or she muted her. In the intro. Hello? Oh, hello. Hey, we can hear you. Oh, I'm muted on Discord. We can hear you, Clancy. Is this the Ethereum line? What's that? This is the calling line. Yeah, it is. Talk shit, something. Oh, and Al. 
What the shit is this? Your guess is as good as ours, Al. This is us getting a new hobby on Monday evenings. That's what this is. Yeah. It's going to get exponentially better every week. And you don't even need to buy a token to fund us. Now, Al is the courageous leader of uh, the Dirtbags group. Uh, you might, Al, I don't think you were on earlier, but uh, Dirtbags Bar in Hello, Tucson. Hello, I need help. Oh. Uh, need help uh, running my Ethereum node. Hello? <laughs> we do too. No clue where to start on that. First thing you got to do is spend six figures on AWS, that's for sure. How much Bitcoin is enough? That's a great question. That is a good question. I don't know. 21 million. Yeah, I haven't. I'm, I still buy as much as I can, so I haven't found a good answer to that yet. Um, but Al, what I was saying is we are actually sponsored by Dirtbags Bar here in Tucson. So we're very, very excited about that. It's... I will sue that bar into oblivion. Hey, I, no, you can't sue our our primary sponsor. They're paying us a beer a week, but it's it, currently it's a made up beer. But we plan to get something in writing to make it an, a a real beer at some point. That would be ideal. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. Again, kind of show them again. Wonderful place to hang out with a bunch of woke twenty one year olds. Um, if you want to hear drunk rants about systemic racism and critical race theory and gender studies and all that kind of stuff. Wonderful, wonderful spot right off the campus of uh, the U of A. Yeah, I mean, I think so many people are just so bigoted. That's true. And have so much privilege and don't realize it. And Dirtbags is a great place to go learn about that. It's true. i uh thinking about auditing a gender studies course at the U of A and uh, incorporating that into this show. <laughs> Let's see what else <laughs> What did he say? He said, my public defender says you can sue. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly Lannon says you're going to need more than one beer for that conversation. <laughs> I think so. Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. Yeah, dirtbags. They have $6 burgers, like third-pound bur burgers. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Great company. Great, well, mediocre food at a decent price. I haven't had their food. I haven't been inside. I've just driven by so far. Yeah. Well, we'll have to go check them out. We talked about potentially, potentially uh, once we get up and running, potentially doing a live event in the parking lot or something like that. Just uh, interviewing a bunch of, bunch of drunk frat people and sorority people on their way, seeing what they think about Bitcoin. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. Be a good time. It, it's kind of amazing for me to talk to some of these, you know, U of A kids sometimes, uh, you know, about Bitcoin and, and how clueless it is. I, I mean, when you're just like down the rabbit hole, it's easy to forget, you know, what it's like to be on the other side of it. Where, yeah, it's, I remember my first days, like I got on a Coinbase account and was super interested, you know, like all of the, I ended up buying EOS. <laughs> The precursor to ICP. ICP. Yeah, man. They they paved the way. You know, that's why ICP is going to be uh, successful because they learned from EOS's mistakes. Just a little minor dip. About, yeah. to, about to head to the moon. Yeah, you just got to hodl. Hodl all the way down, you know, a month period from its initial listing of like 450 and then 
down to 50 bucks. Really great investment thesis is to just hodl the latest thing that you see on Real Vision. Yes. Pretty much guaranteed to uh, to work. So how do you think Keith McCullough is doing these days? Um, yeah, so I don't know. So for the longest time, I had a trading course. I was chilling on Twitter with the promo code Queef McCullough is a bitch and uh, didn't get anyone to sign up for it, unfortunately. But um, that's the, yeah, so this is the guy who said wine is a store of value. Um, Gish got absolutely body slammed by by Sailor multiple times. Like it was that the classic, uh, what's the gif of stop, stop, he's already dead from Simpsons. <laughs> I just kept thinking of that the whole time I was listening. <laughs> That was a pretty epic interview between Sailor and McCullough. Oh, this is a really good point. We got a very good point from Don Reddy or Reedy in the chat. He says, can we discuss how important reparations are? ICP holders deserve more than, oh, geez, more than the, <laughs> descendants of slavery. Yeah. <laughs> um, didn't quite want to read the whole thing on um no i think it's a good point and it ties in a, the two themes our you know our primary sponsor dirt bags and then also the icp token and uh it kind of brings together the whole world of critical race theory and systemic racism along with uh, shit coining which is really a you know match made in heaven very a lot of overlap between the two communities for sure already yeah i mean on the topic of reparations um I mean, honestly, like, I, I think it's fair, like, I think a reparation is an order in the sense of, like, you get your reparation by realizing that these people are idiots and not making the same mistakes again. And you learn a lot through that process of, like, not getting scammed by everybody and taken advantage of and buying Bitcoin instead of buying shitcoin. And I think that in itself is, like, a, a pretty huge deal for people. Um, so that that's my response to that of, like... I mean, it, it only takes a little bit of reading to understand about like how the Fed is just scamming everyone and just destroying the. I mean, you could read like three Alex Gladstein articles and then have like a better understanding than ninety nine percent of the world on why central banking is so evil. Yeah. Well, it's like I I generally take the view that the mob throughout all of history has never mattered and never so will evil. matter. Oh, we got somebody. I generally take the view that. The mob throughout all of history oh. has never mattered. And okay, all matter. seven, we got oh, some we feedback. Got I generally take the view that the mob. Okay. What a sound bite. He's um, the mob has never mattered. Yeah. What were we talking about right before that? Shit coins. I don't know. Lost it. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Mob doesn't matter. Oh, and that just that these, I mean, there's a huge part of the population, you know, I call it the mob, you can call it whatever you want, is either just totally incapable or unwilling to like actually critically evaluate the world around them. And so, I don't know, like one of the reasons I was interested in this show is that it's an extremely narrow niche audience. Like if we, if we hit a hundred listeners, that'd be, that'd be pretty 
be pretty impressive um, in the short term for sure. And like I like things like that 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 self-select to a certain group of people. You know, that's why you know I rarely miss a Bitcoin meetup if it's remotely close to me because it's just you know it's like those those are my people. Those are my that's my crowd. And I don't know. It's like whenever I and you know got a different job recently with a Bitcoin company, which is just fantastic. Like being around those kind of people at work too. And yeah, it's been been a very positive, positive development because it's the further kind of go down that road, the harder it is to talk to people that, you know, watch CNN or (laughs) sitcoms or something like that. Yeah. I was having an argument on Twitter with somebody that had a Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, you know, campaign picture as their profile picture. And I could have been totally getting trolled because that's something that I would have done, you know, is like make a fake account with um, that and go and argue with people about why they're the greatest ever because, you know, people get upset. But I think there's genuinely people that believe that stuff and they just get sucked into it. And it's like the same thing with Trump. Um, Like I, I sometimes like overlap with circles like that. And it's kind of, you know, interesting. I mean, was there ever a point in your life where you were just a total NPC, like bought into it? Um, I was for a long, so I was kind of your traditional constitutional libertarian for quite a while. Like I spent a long time thinking that, you know, the answer to our problems was getting libertarians elected who respected the constitution and a bunch of other really retarded stuff like that. Um, and then it was kind of, a couple of things like for me for me bitcoin was a lot of it but like really being turned on to this idea that technology is what guarantees rights like that's like encryption guarantees rights guns guarantee rights 3d printing guarantees rights bitcoin guarantees right like you know these are the these are the things that guarantee rights and you know it's not you know as long as we're dependent on some old corrupt you know banker or some old person and Washington DC, like we're going to be totally fucked. And that's, that's another thing that I try to communicate to the libertarian crowd is, you know, it's like, you guys are, you're playing their game on their terms. It's never going to work that way. Like we need to opt out and play a totally different game on our terms and they can like it or not like it or whatever. And it doesn't matter. Um, I think as more and more people wake up to that, it'll be great. Um, you know, and we're kind of talking about the NPC mob earlier, like I was telling you before we started recording, like I, you know, an idea that I try to kind of promote and convince people of is that these folks are to be treated, you know, more or less like dogs. And I mean that in the way of like, you know, I'm never going to be mean to them. I'm never going to go out of my way to, you know, be nice, you know, be reasonably kind, whatever, you know, if I see a hungry one, I'll feed it, but there's just no way I'm going to pres- pretend like these people have a valid perspective on the world. You know, I'm not going to ask, you know, I'm not going to ask their, you know, if they tell me they think homeschooling should be illegal or think that they have something to say about what firearms I can own, you know, I'm just going to, you know, kind of give them a little pat on the head and go about my day. Like these are not, these are not people that, that can, that should be engaged with critically, in my opinion. My dog just got up and walked out. <laughs> yeah. I think she was offended like, that you were likening these NPCs. You talking to shit? Yeah. <laughs> It's true. Our third co-host was laying on the ground next to me for a while. So Don Reddy says, as long as Caitlyn Jenner gets elected, our guns, 3D printers, and Bitcoin bags will be safe. Absolutely true. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I mean, anything we can do to denigrate the office of the president and politicians and anything like just expose it as the absolute just complete nonsense farce that it is, I think is wonderful. So elect Caitlyn Jenner, elect a rabbit, like whatever, like anything, you know, I said rabbit, but. Vermin um, Supreme. Yeah, but it's like, like any, like, cause a lot of people still attribute legitimacy to this whole apparatus, which just blows my mind, like absolutely blows my mind. But. Yeah, I think it was Vake that was talking about, um, uh, the Libertarian Party is a bunch of LARPers. Oh, for sure. I think I saw Libertarians, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think like most people in politics that are, are are like that. I mean, it's Joe Biden has been fantastic. He said some like really incredible things um, since he's gotten elected, yeah. such as uh, um, guns won't protect you from the government. You need F-15s and nukes. And then the other thing he said was that... Um, you know, he is essentially the one that decides, you know, the constitution, you know, and I thought that those were pretty telling, you know, a lot of people talked about Trump as being this like uh, person that just said whatever was on, on his mind and let things slip. But I think those two things are, yeah. Yeah. It, it's really exposing. Lord knows she likes to drive it. Like she stole it. Libertarians who don't own Bitcoin or Libertarians. It's true. Yeah, this is something that's been really interesting to me. I recently joined my local Arizona Libertarian Party, Pima County one, and, uh, you know, just because I was interested in seeing what they're about, I, I had a lot of conversations with Libertarians and, and have, you know, pretty much explained to them the same thing that Skeef had or did is, like, we build things. You know, we go around... Um, Oh, yeah. Another great thing that Joe Biden said, the greatest threat to America today is white supremacy. Definitely not central banking. Well, yeah, central banking, 100 percent, you know, huge threat. But I also think that people thinking that any of this is legitimate is a major threat. Yeah. But the the beauty is, too, and I know like a big part of this show is like, you know, kind of the negative aspect of shit coiners and all that. But like a positive aspect, I think, is you know, just the, the sovereignty and the empowerment that Bitcoin brings. I mean, we're, you know, I, we're a couple of nobodies from nowhere and are at least, you know, speak for myself, like, you know, very close to opting out completely and exiting the whole thing. And, you know, and not, and, you know, in the financial parts, such as a tiny, tiny part of it, it's just like the general ability to conduct your life how you choose and to associate with who you want, you know, to really practice freedom of association. You know, it's like, that's to me, that's what, that's a lot of what, what Bitcoin offers. And so when Joe Biden says the greatest threat to America is white supremacy, and he's going to take your AR-15 and um, personally, I'm an AK-47 fan. I think AR-15s are for fancy people, but uh, you know, they, that they think, oh, I'm going to take this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to wealth tax, I'm going to do all this, you know, and, you know, when we have Bitcoin, we have our wealth in Bitcoin, we can say, yeah, you guys go ahead, you know, do your little games, let me know how that works out. It's been tried before a whole bunch of times in history, and we'll be over here, opted out, you know, if the U.S. goes Soviet, we'll be in another country, we'll get out of here, we'll, um, you know, get our passports from Katie the Russian and kind of go from there. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've thought I've been thinking about hitting up Katie. I was told, and I don't know if this is true. Maybe you could tell us in chat if it's true or not. That um, you could get a passport to Belize for like two hundred dollars. 
Uh, all the numbers I've seen are six figures, but I don't know about Belize specifically. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised you know, when I saw it, um, the prices on Katie's website because I was talking to a guy that said he had just gotten it for two hundred dollars and was pretty surprised. Um, I mean, we could go be like John McAfee down there, R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. You got any thoughts on John? Uh, if you have a strong stomach, check out his uh, Netflix documentary. It's uh, I am quite the connoisseur connoisseur of uh, horrifically inappropriate stuff, and that was that was almost I almost turned it off. <laughs> so really, it's, it's pretty rough. Was yeah. it the poop swing that got? Yeah, that was part of it for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John. Anyway, I don't know if we want to. <laughs> He's an interesting guy. He is an interesting guy. Played a role. Definitely, he was definitely a shit coiner. Oh, yeah. We know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the people that are like, you know, I don't know, lost a hero, lost a whatever. I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'd go that far. You know, I'd, I'm always happy anybody who, you know, kind of takes on the intelligence community or at least talks shit about them and things like that. But uh, yeah, definitely, definitely would not. Uh, hold him up as any kind of model or idol or anything like that yeah yeah i think there's this like weird thing that happens when people die um i noticed it a lot in in high school when somebody died you know like everybody um surrounds that person if it was like relative it happened to me when i was like 15 like my dad died and you know everybody came up to me and it was like oh my gosh i'm sorry there's this one chick i, I asked her out like two months prior and she kind of like chuckled at me and laughed in my face and then like messaged me on Facebook, you know, a week after he died. And it was like, if you ever need to talk, I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> or like, you know, somebody, you know, if somebody we went to school with, everybody's posting on Facebook or whatever. Facebook was the thing back then um, about like how they'll miss them. And they were like really good friends. And I think that's kind of what's happening with John McAfee right now. Like he was one of the most interesting, entertaining people, and then and then there's also this attitude of like, it's not okay to like criticize them in any way, which I think is also not helpful. I saw that a lot when John McCain died. Oh um, yeah, but then there's also the people that like, like celebrate the death, which I think is also you know yeah not appropriate. Um, like I remember when Trump got COVID. This is one of my favorite moments oh, yeah. of 2020. Everybody was posted like hoping he died and stuff yeah and that's a stuff like that it's like people i don't know i think people need to be a lot more i don't know like i'm not trying to go full new age hippie or whatever but i do think people need to be a lot more conscious of the energy that they're putting out and you know it's like how you interact with the world and it's it's like man can you imagine like going around telling people you wish they were dead like all this stuff like that's I don't know. I just think that's got to come back to you in one way or the other. And it's like, why would you, like, why would you, why would you, first of all, why would you choose to be a miserable human hmm. who's just going around saying stuff like that? You yeah. know, it's like, you know, I don't know, even if the world is better off without them, which there's definitely plenty of people where that's the case. It's like, even there, I don't know. I just, I would never, I, I try to, I don't know. I say a lot of awful stuff about politicians, but I try to limit it mostly generally to politicians and people who, yeah, I don't know, that was ultimately what got me booted from Twitter. But <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just think it's kind of sick. 
you know, when people are like that angry, you know, put like yeah. posting on Twitter and all sorts of stuff. Like, like you said, it's just, you gotta be pretty unhappy. It's, it's fun to go on Twitter and like harass somebody like, um, Steve, Steve Hankey or Rob Paul or, you know, these, these goofballs that, you know, are saying really dumb stuff, but like, but the best part of the whole Trump getting COVID thing was <laughs> Regeneron. I didn't hear about that. Oh, he just popped up like nothing happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean, I had it. I had it back in uh, May. I didn't even know I had it until like three or four days in. I thought it was like a pretty bad cold, and then realized I couldn't smell anything. And I thought, I bet this is COVID. And then I found out a whole bunch of people at a party I had gone to the Saturday before tested positive. So, um, yeah, twenty twenty hindsight wouldn't change anything. It was a great party. Nice. You know, I was at the uh, the grocery store the other day, and I saw a bunch of people unmasked, and became really upset. And I thought I was in a horror movie. Yeah, we were at. I was at Walmart uh, maybe three, four months ago. This was back. So I just moved to Arizona. I was up in the Pacific Northwest before, and so um, as I'm sure you can imagine, much higher rate of communists per capita up there. Um, but we were at a my kids at a Walmart and this guy had a full on world war two gas mask on and they just busted out laughing. They're pointing, they're laughing hysterically. And it's like, I'm sitting there like trying to tell them to cool it, but I'm laughing too hard. Cause I'm like, why is this guy, he had a full, you know, straight out of, you know, what you might see in some world war two movie, which I don't know. He had a whole on. So they were laughing. I was laughing. I was trying to stop laughing so I could tell them to cool it. Just, total fail on that we just ended up laughing at him a whole bunch it was a good time i wonder if there's any of those masks around still you could buy them on the I internet bet you can grab them at military surplus and stuff like that i'll have to go down the millers and check it out yeah i might i mean that would be really funny to, we could do we could do a giveaway of a world war ii gas mask <laughs> we could do a parody even of like going into grocery stores like that, that. get people's reactions absolutely I mean, it's just like taking like whatever the ridiculousness. Is oh, you haven't you have an N95? Stop trying to kill my grandma. You've got six masks on. Yeah, you don't have a gas mask. Yeah, be a good time. But no, thankful. Uh, it's very nice to be down here where mo most people are sensible. Like I've only I've been down here a couple of months and I've only gotten booted from one coffee shop, which is pretty nice. And I was, was I was getting booted from all kinds of places when I still lived up there. Shout out to Cartel Coffee. Lord. Cartel Coffee on the east side. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> on the east side? Yeah, it was the one on Tank of Air Day. Is that Cartel? Or no, not Cartel. Savaya. Sorry. Oh, Savaya. I take that back. Cartel, you're cool. The yeah. one on Campbell. That's a good spot. It's a bummer. Uh, Those guys have good Savaya coffee. coffee. Go fuck yourself. Oh. Those guys have good coffee, though. They do. Very good. Yeah, I went, I went one day. Nobody cared. I went the next day. The guy said, sir, where's your mask? I don't have one. And he goes, well, I can't serve you. I'm like, all right, bye. It's not like not the only place in Tucson to get coffee. Get out of here, you grandma <laughs> killer. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. But that was another thing. Like it just empowers the worst people. It empowers, you know, your little lefty with a sleeve and you know, no valid perspective on the world, but they've got their little power trip they can go on and yell at people and I don't know. I just laugh. I think it's a good time. It was the kid that was the snitch in middle school. Oh yeah. That it was always on a power trip. Yeah. Well, 
and it's it tends I think it tends to, to also be people who are very they're very upset with their lot in life they're like oh I'm I'm so much smarter I'm so much whatever I should be making a lot more money I should do this I should do that, blah 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 and it's like either I don't know I don't know to tell you you can either make it happen or you don't like it's whining about it and being a total miserable prick is no way to go about it yeah i mean this is the thing like i had a few breaking points during you know this past year and like one of them was when the las vegas school district declared an emergency after like 17 kids in their district uh committed suicide and then uh, like the other one i, I read a stat that like 40 percent of uh tucson um and I might be misquoting that number, but it was a very, very large amount was on the verge of losing their basic utilities like water and electricity. Um, and I just lost it. Like I, my girlfriend, like <laughs> had to like talk me down off a cliff because I was losing my mind so much of like, these are just the people that we're dealing with. Like Katie, the Russian was on my podcast at one point. Oh, she, nice. Yeah. She said, um, these people hate you. Yeah. The state and, hates you. It's, it, I mean, it's very apparent. Yeah. Biden's really good at like making that obvious how much he yeah. hates us. And that's why it's like people that aren't awake yet, I've just more or less written off because it's like, you know, we're almost to the end of June 2021. You know, the shit started over a year ago, but not started, but really got going over a year ago last March. And it's like, if you're still asleep, I don't. I got nothing for you. Like, why don't you go go try and figure it out, and and maybe we can chat. But mm. it's you know, I mean, I take my kids to the park. I you know, it's 110 degrees outside, and I see you know little eight year olds wearing masks running around outside. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's I don't know. Like, it's like being in the middle of the grocery store and seeing a kid just get backhanded or something like that. It's like, what are we doing? Like, I don't you know. And it's like all my ideas on what to do about it would get me arrested. So I just kind of don't do anything I don't know what to do just show on real vision yeah yeah tell them to go buy xrp have you ever heard of icp yeah. that's a anytime somebody like talks about the environment or it's like bitcoin's bad for the environment or whatever i always, I always completely agree with them and i tell them that uh xrp is like bitcoin without all the climate justice issues and uh, i say if you're really you know concerned about the environment definitely go buy xrp it's bitcoin without the climate justice issues should the SEC try and go after Ral, or do you think he's too much mentioned uh, by the state? I I don't know. I'm 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 an anarchist through and through. So I don't. I would only my only thoughts other than the SEC is that the whole thing should burn in a fire. Um, I don't. I don't want to rely on it. Um, Joe Rogers, hello. Um, so should they go after I? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I want them to be brought down by people, you know, waking up to what the hell's going on, not by some government agent knocking on his door. Cause it's easy to say, oh, the government should go after our enemies, you know, whatever. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's a matter of time before they, before they flip that on us. And it's like, we should, we need to just eliminate that power from the beginning and not, not try to direct it at the right place in my opinion which yeah. again is humble and correct. there's our there's our co there's our co-host 
Relax. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, I, I don't want to see the SEC get involved with this, um, nor do I think they should in any way, shape, or form. I mean, it's – I think we're in a major transition right now where people are have been so reliant on the state to protect them, you know, when it comes to securities and, and stuff like that. So, like, when most people lock into uh, Bitcoin and shitcoins <laughs> – they, thanks for your contribution, Durga. Uh, when they walk into Bitcoin and shitcoins, they think it's the stock market and they think it's like the exact same thing. There's a complete disconnect. They don't understand that somebody could be selling them vaporware, snake oil, and um, they're getting scammed. They they see it as like the equivalent of like an, an investing in Ethereum is like investing in Microsoft is, is what they think, you know, and people need to get out of that. You know, they need to understand um, well, whether they need to or not. Um, I think it'd be helpful for them to understand that, uh, you know, responsibility lies on their shoulders, you know, to protect themselves. Like they've, they, we've all been assuming so much counterparty risk by relying on this financial system. And so many people are going to get wrecked. Like nobody has physical ownership of anything. It's all an IOU in their 401ks and, and passive retirement funds. And, um, you know, Bitcoin is this beautiful thing because you can, like you were saying earlier, like you can just have it um, on your hardware wallet and hop the border to Mexico and go down wherever. Or in your brain. Yeah, or in your brain. And, I, I mean, that, like, actual owning and having custody of your own assets, is, I think, is incredibly important. Um so that's my thoughts. I don't think the SEC should get involved. Like you know, this is why we do what we do, and why toxic Bitcoiners are so important because we need to, you know, sh like uh, ratio these guys into oblivion. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the free market doesn't mean that you just allow scammers to to scam. That, that you know, the free market's built on reputation. You know, you get customers because you have a track record. You know, and you're trusted not because the regulator says you're doing a good job of doing whatever you're doing. And yeah. So, okay, what is this question? Have you guys seen the paper that came out from ASU that analyzed SEC trades in the markets and found that they have a higher average returns? Turns out before they investigate a company, they have to sell all their equity in the company. So they sell before the negative news. <laughs> Drops the stock price. Oh, that's hilarious. It's yeah, and then on top of that, you know, once they leave, they go. I mean, like I, I didn't. Apparently, everybody knew this except me. But I just found out recently that Coinbase's main lawyer was literally the prosecutor in Ross's case. Oh wow! Are you fucking kidding me? Like I forget her name. Which screw it. It doesn't matter what her name is. She should be forgotten. But we're gonna have to do a segment on Brian Ernstering then. Yeah, I mean, it's just that guy's such a tool. I don't know, and it's like, yeah, and I don't know kind of going back to the breed love thing like just like that was you know the interview that's been floating around is when he went on Vallis with American Hoddle and then Eric Kaysen and Vallis and Eric Kaysen basically had to lay out to him you know like I said Mr. Bitcoin Jordan Peterson you know the morals on why we don't shitcoin you know and he's like clearly didn't get it like that was that was what initially raised my you know kind of red flags I think that interview was early May something like that so maybe a month before before he did the bit stuff and i was like how like 
how do you need this explained to you? Like this is, you know, it's like I, if somebody's coming up to you and says, oh, here's the morals of why we don't participate in, you know, human trafficking or something like that. It's like, what? No, these, like, I don't care if it gets you more sats. Like these are, these are evil entities. Like you're, you're promoting, you're promoting evil in the world. Like you're promoting terrible, terrible stuff in the world. And it's, it's like you're actively hurting the mission of, 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 uh, you know, of ending human slavery. Joe says, Mr. Bitcoin, Jordan Peterson. I highly doubt that's original. So I do not want to claim that. Um, I like that. <laughs> going to use that from now on. Yeah. I mean, it's, I was talking to somebody about this, you know, about why they shouldn't be shitcoining, you know, one just based on the risk um, associated with it. That was my main argument for them because I thought they had a little bit more higher morals and they had, were completely clueless to what they were doing. And their response was, I have to go dump my bags on somebody else, you know, on some sucker. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, like, do it. <laughs> it's like the same idea as like going and selling lemon cars to people that are just going to fall apart the instant they drive off the lot. Like there's, it's just so scammy. And you would think that people have a little bit more integrity than that. But yeah, when it's such a, it kind of, Tucson looks like a shit coiner. Hey, you bite your Hell yeah. ICP. Yeah, that's right. Tucson is not a shit coiner. It's a beautiful, beautiful place. It has Dirtbags Bar where you can hang out, experience culture. No, I do. I love the desert so much. I mean, I'm so happy to be back. I guess that is kind of an accurate statement. I would agree. I don't know if he's talking about me or the city. Um, oh. But oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, uh, real quick, going back to what um, there was a question in there: Should the SEC have inside or be allowed to trade on inside information, pretty much, or should they be allowed to own stocks? I mean, this is what we're trying to do with Bitcoin: is um, you know eliminate this, you know, eliminate the state and their role in markets, and um, so that doesn't have to be a question that we ask in the future. Because you know, going back to what Skeef was saying earlier, if we went in and you know, we we're going to come up with all these like campaign finance laws and, you know, other, yeah. you know, government regulations. Um, we're kind of playing their game and we're going to lose. I mean, they. this is this idea that's really funny about, okay, so like Cardano, for example, has three different wings, you know, development. They have input, output global, they have um, Emergo and they have the Cardano Foundation. And so there's like three separate you know, groups doing different things and they call that decentralization, you know, for some reason. And um, it's kind of like ICP, they have three separate research facilities. And that I think is trying to, you know, promote this idea of decentralization. Well, the Fed has 12 different regional banks. And I think it's the same exact idea of like trying to promote decentralization, sounds but it's pretty, not. Sounds pretty decentralized to me. Yeah. More than Cardano. And so, and so, you know, this idea of the government having checks and balances and being decentralized, like, you know, the courts are supposed to be, you know, pushed back on the executive branch and legislative branch, you know, ruling whether it's legal or not. But, you know, it's a game of the government against us and they have the referees, you know, they are the referees and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. So I don't think, you know, worrying about like whether the SEC should be able to trade. I didn't even know that was a thing. Um, so fun fact, but. I think it's uh i don't know well and it's it's like we we are actively working and 
I think, succeeding wildly at destroying their ability to accumulate power and resources. And that's, that's the game, you know, and that's, that's, again, like kind of going back to the libertarian folks, just because, you know, at the end of the day, if you are awake on central banking and you hate the state, you're my people, even if, even if you're a gold bug, even if, you know, it's like, those are, those are the principles that, that I think, you know, really matter. And it's like, I, you know, I want as many of them to be Bitcoiners as possible, obviously, but it's like with those people, it's like, no, we, you know, if we're not destroying their ability to accumulate power and destroying their ability to accumulate resources, then, you know, we might as well just go vote for Republicans or I don't know, whatever, go play golf or I don't know, watch sitcoms, all this stuff. I mean, it's like, that's, I don't know, there's this idea, there's a telegram group associated with it, but like this idea of the, like the remnant, you know, and it's kind of weaves in with that idea of, you know, like the mob and the mob doesn't matter and all these things, but there's this idea that there's, there's a remnant, like there's a, there's a, there's a subset of the population that's relatively small. You know, I don't know what that number is, you know, single digit percent, maybe a little higher who or probably, I don't know. yeah, I don't I have no idea what the number is, but anyway, basically there's a subset of the population who, you know, is awake and empowered and able to actively change the way the world works and to, to affect, you know, where all this is going. And, it's like those to me, like those are the people I want to associate with, mm. you know, those are the people that I want to be around and interact with and, and talk to and, and everything like that. And everyone else can, you know, can go get the vax and wear a mask <laughs> and whatever else it is that they, that they want to do. Get a framed picture of Dr. Fauci on your wall. No, I really like that. And, and I think that's, you know, I, I'm totally in the same boat of like why I kind of walk in the circles of libertarian and the libertarian party is because I think they're so close. You know, and I want to, if, if there's anybody there, you know, I want them to have access to some good information, not get swept away by the shit coiners that are going. I mean, it's just amazing. Like these shit coiners, they, they go and, you know, infiltrate and try and like steer people away from any sort of, um, you know, solution at, at the Bitcoin meetup. So you got to be on them a little bit watching out, but yeah, Tucson looks like a shit coin or ICP insane. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Joe. When you see an ICP uh, bumper sticker, it, it, you know, it is, they had a soda. It was called Feo. Really? Yeah. I wonder if that's still around. I was, I was thinking about going and trying to find some before the show. So I, we could be drinking some Feo on here. Um, but yeah. Hey, Joe Rogers, uh, Chihuahuas are fiat dogs. Your thoughts? I agree. Joe's got a couple Chihuahuas. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> Ron Swanson says any dog under 40 pounds is actually a cat, and cats are worthless <laughs> creatures. <laughs> I've always hated cats. I know some people really like cats, but like it's something I can't. Is Alex the shit coining spook everyone is looking for? <laughs> I could be. Yeah. What's the purity? You know, this is brought up a lot. You know, by the shit coiners. What's the purity test for if somebody's a shit coiner or not? Um. I mean, I personally, I think the only, 
which I don't, I don't have any interaction with shit coins. Um, but the only morally defensible interaction that I can think of would be shorting or something like that, which, and that's, I don't know shit about trading. So I've never even considered that, but like, I just like the people that say, Oh, I flip them for more stats or whatever. It's like, you're in my opinion, providing liquidity to a scam and just, just participating with it. And again, it goes back to, you know, what, what are we here for? Like we're to my, I don't even think we're here to accumulate as much Bitcoin as possible. I don't think that's the end goal. I think the end goal is eradicating human slavery and promoting human flourishing and, you know, creating a world that, you know, we want our grandkids to inherit and, you know, creating something that they can opt into, you know, rather than like where we are today, you know, the most of the extent of what we can do is, is opt out of the bullshit, um, which is a huge step forward, but to like actively create something that, you know, people in the future will be able to opt into, I think is, is pretty cool. And I don't know. It's like if we're remotely right about Bitcoin, any you know somebody who just started buying today is going to be wealthy beyond their wildest dreams within a decade or two anyway. And so it's like, okay, so what do we what do we do with that? You know, what do we what do we build? What do we what do we enable? I don't know. And the, just the number of people like Breedlove, not to keep you know beating a dead horse, but that that lose sight of that and that think there's something else. You know, because it's abundantly clear that that guy got wrecked in when Bitcoin went from fifties down to thirties and mm. a whole bunch of people who were trading on this idea that we're about to head into altcoin moon season. And, you know, you know, Bitcoin's at 50, it's about to go to a hundred and everything else is going to rip. And a lot of people were leveraged trading on that idea and they got just destroyed when it went from fifties down to thirties. And then it's been there for the last whatever, couple of months or something like that. And, I don't know to see. Yeah. Oh, is there two chats? I've got the stream up on the left screen, oh, nice. and then OBS on the right. Gotcha. Yeah. Oh yeah. well, and then the chat just to watch it is over there. Yeah. Lots of gadgets happening. Yeah. No, I, I 100% agree with that. Like, if if you understand what Bitcoin is about, it becomes the most important thing in your life, or one of the most important things. And like, I look to Mike Peterson a lot. I mean, I think he's a you know, great example of what to strive for with what he's done, you know, in Bitcoin Beach. And, you know, there's other people like that um, that I really look up to and, and I agree. Like, I I definitely, like, want to live comfortably with my life, but, like, ultimately, I strive to have a sense of meaning and purpose, you know, to know that I'm doing something that matters and, you know, not to be a nihilist that's just trying to, you know, get some gains or whatever, you know, throw some bucks at Doge. Um yeah. But yeah, I mean, my definition of a shitcoin or somebody that like just promotes blatant scams to people, you know, and is not willing to do the research or, or either knowingly does it. Um, so that's personally my purity test of like, um, and I think there's a lot of people out there that, you know, the people that are kind of oblivious to it, I am a lot more patient with. Definitely. Um, like when somebody comes to the meetup and starts, you know, shilling ETH or whatever, um, I politely let them know that, you know, this is Bitcoin only and um, they're welcome. And, uh, you know, and if they're willing to have a decent conversation about it, you know, then I'm happy to have it, I, you know, but yeah. 
I love it when uh, people describe Bitcoin as a cult. Yeah. I, well, I, uh, I was, I won't say who, I obviously won't say who, but anyway, I was talking to somebody a while ago uh, that I know totally outside of Bitcoin or whatever and accused me of being a religious fundamentalist on Bitcoin. And I said, yeah, that's probably fair. And they're like, like, yeah, like you're, you know, you're such a fundamentalist or whatever. I was like, yeah, I mean, on fundamentalism, you know, you put me toe to toe with some guy with six wives out in the Utah desert, probably hold my own, you know, as far as like having a very like strict, narrow kind of view of the world. But it's like, I think what a lot of people miss is like how, how a person gets there. And it's like, you know, shout out to Joe Rogers turned me onto this idea, but it is like, there's, there's, there's proof of work in people. And there's, there's, there's proof of work, like people who really grok the value proposition of Bitcoin and arrive at, you know, what we affectionately call toxic maximalism. It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of understanding and researching a whole bunch of different things. It takes an ego death because everybody arrives at a point of, of, man, if I had just figured this out X number of years earlier, I'd be this much wealthier, this much, have this much more Bitcoin or richer or whatever. And it's like arriving at a point of realizing well, I can't change anything in the past. You know, it is what it is. All I can do is make the future better than than what it is right now. And, you know, it's like, you know, I fucked that up. I missed out. You know, I could have had, I, you know, everybody's got that story of the person that told him, told him about it in 2010, 2011, 2012, whatever. And then just didn't touch it for years and years and years, which is you know, exactly my story. And just kind of realizing like, well, I can't go back and change anything, but I can certainly, I, I understand it now. So I can, can change it i can change things moving forward yeah 100% agree with that don ratty says shit coiners are like cats it's true there's probably a few people in the yeah, in the crowd that like cats if you're a cat maximalist feel free to call in and tell us why we're wrong yeah yeah i got to figure out this discord thing might have to go back to just doing regular phone calls that might be easier but We'll see. I don't know if you can put somebody on hold on signal. I don't know. We can test it out. Yeah. Do some test runs. But yeah, it's. So yeah, I think we covered it. ICP, load of garbage. Yeah. Reasonably, reasonably good first show, I'd say. Uh, Would have been a. Slightly better with uh, some commentary from Joe Rogers on why Chihuahuas are or are not fiat dogs, but I think that's kind of my only complaint. Yeah. Well, if you want to check us out again, we'll be a little bit more uh, up to speed technically next week, Mondays, 5.30 Mountain State Time, Mountain Standard Time. We're like weird in Arizona, so it's like 5.30 Pacific Time right now. Um, But yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. Yeah. Check out BitCloud Jesus Consulting Firm and uh, please use our promo code Breedlove Got Wrecked. And Dirtbags Bar, best place to meet your next ex wife. That's right. In Southern Arizona, at least. Yeah. Can't vouch for the rest of the country. I, I would probably say best in the country. Uh, yeah. Hey, if you uh, are listening and know of a better place to meet your future ex wife, definitely let us know. <laughs> thank you for the support, Don Reedy. Yeah. Thank you, Don.